Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show. But what I like to tell people is that, you know, when you go to a roller coaster, like, has ever been on, but you've been on Space Mountain, right? It's a roller coaster in the dark. And so you get on the ride and you're like, you, you can't see the twists and turns. It's really hard. You're getting yanked around. You don't know what's going on. And it's really stressful. But if you go on a roller coaster where you can see what's happening or you understand that a big twist and turn's coming, you can throw your hands up and learn to enjoy it. And that's that's how I like to think of perimenopause. It's a little bit of a roller coaster, but if you understand it and understand how your lifestyle can make that roller coaster a little more smooth, that's a game changer. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive podcast. My name is Evan Transu, aka Health Coach Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Well, I'm glad to be back with you guys in full capacity, just about at least. <laughs> I dealt with some wisdom tooth and actually dental infection trouble. It's kind of interesting because I go back and forth. You know, I'm so thankful for so many of the things Western medicine offers because dental infections, for those of you that don't know, um, can get pretty serious pretty quick. And mine did spread. It actually didn't really present as a dental infection first. There was no dental signs or symptoms. So it was unintentionally uh, let spread by myself. And I'm very thankful for the antibiotics. And then there's like this irony to it because the whole infection, uh, pericoronitis, came from an impacted wisdom tooth. Then the question becomes, well, should our wisdom teeth actually be impacted or is that a result of today's modern world? Um, a lot of people believe the consumption of a lot of processed sugary foods are the reasons that our jaws aren't forming correctly. Uh, also lack of breastfeeding. But what's fascinating, it was it was noted in the early 1900s that our jaws were not really correct. And that was long before uh, huge amounts of processed sugar were really being used in our diet. So who knows um, where this was really coming from, but it was observed and it doesn't seem to really make sense. So I'm not sure what that happens there, but I am thankful that these things exist nonetheless, because that would be a heck of a way to go. 25 years old, stupid little dental infection when you're otherwise healthy, right? Can turn into something serious. And I wish I wasn't such an experimenter because there is this ah, terrible side of me that always wants to experiment. I'm like, well, what if I just let this go by itself? What would really happen, right? Um, and thankfully, I did not choose that. And I don't think my girlfriend would have allowed me to choose that either. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad to be back here with you. And in this interview, I was talking to Lainey Gray. Now, Lainey Gray is what I would call an OG FDN. She is someone who has been around the block at FDN. She's been here for a long time, just about a decade. And it is really cool to talk to those people because what you find, or what I've found at least, is that they are masters of the fundamentals. And do they know advanced topics? Yes, they do. But they understand that the basics, and not that they're really simple things, but to the average person at least, right? But they are basic in our world. They are the things that get most people healthy, and that's what we need to be focusing on the most. It's not all the fancy tests, because the fancy tests, really, for most people, only become relevant after years of the lifestyle stuff being done incorrectly. So a little bit about Lainey. She is a functional health practitioner and healthy living enthusiast. She has a master's degree in holistic nutrition and is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, as you know. In addition, she is an ACE certified personal trainer, which I believe is is American Council for Exercise, and I should know this because I got my personal training certification with those people um, several years back, but I never renewed it. Um, she is a Czech holistic lifestyle uh, coach, excuse me, and precision nutrition level one coach. Uh, Czech holistic lifestyle coaches are Paul Czech's Academy, great friends of FDN, definitely go check them out. Lainey helps clients restore and rebuild health by investigating diet and lifestyle factors, as well as underlying hidden causes and stressors at the root of their complaints, symptoms, and lack of well-being. As an FDN practitioner, Lainey uses functional lab tests, which allows clients to take a deeper look at their health and uncover opportunities opportunities for healing in the underlying systems. Lainey believes that having vibrant health and feeling good is the foundation of happiness. She helps her clients restore and rebuild health so they can reconnect with their natural, happy, energized state of being and get back to living a life they love. Lainey specializes in helping women take control of their hormone health by optimizing digestion, supporting detoxification, incorporating functional nutrition, and healthy lifestyle practices. So Lainey and I talked a lot about digestion and detoxification, and these are two huge topics that are like fundamental to this world of functional healthcare, And I feel like we haven't talked about it enough on this 
podcast, so I'm really glad we got to focus on these today. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hey there, Lainey. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we always start this show off in the same way, and it's by getting a little background on our practitioners or guests' uh, health history, because what we have found, and I'm sure you've experienced this and seen this, is that there is really, I don't think I've ever met someone in the functional or natural space here by accident. Um, They all have a personal story with it. And usually it's a heck of a journey. um, So it's very interesting to kind of hear where people came from. And we just want to start with that. So to the degree that you're comfortable in whatever depth you want to go into, let's talk about maybe some health issues you dealt with, or I don't know if it was close family for you, whatever resonates most. um, And when did those things start? All right. Well, I mean, I am kind of old, so this goes way back, but (laughs) let's see. So I actually grew up on a farm in Montana, so I was very fortunate to have grown up with food out of the garden and we ate our own cattle and all of those kind of things. So everything that everybody's trying to get back to, that's actually how I grew up. So growing up, I didn't really think I had a lot of health challenges, you know, and we were all relatively healthy and never were really sick. And that wasn't part of our family lifestyle. But then as I, you know, grew up and went out into the big world and, you know, had jobs and went to school and started, you know, living my life, I started to have just little symptoms that everybody thought was normal. You know, whether that was some bloating or some PMS, I started having migraines or I had some little skin condition on my arm. So just random little things that were never really big ticket items, if you will. So I never really thought about them. I thought I was this picture of health until I started learning a little bit more. And I decided to get into personal training because I really wanted to be healthy and I wanted to figure out how diet and exercise could make me you know, healthier. And so I got into training and I learned all about movement and I learned about diet. And of course, the old model, exercise more, eat less, and that's how you get healthy. And that worked for a little while. But what I noticed is there was a population of clients, usually women, that struggled with that equation. And so I had these women that were 35 and older that were struggling with that equation, and I just couldn't understand why they weren't having success. And so I decided I needed to branch out and learn a little bit more. And little did I know that some of my own symptoms or things that I was struggling with were the very things I needed to learn and understand in order to help my clients. So at that point, um, I got into health coaching and got a degree in nutrition and was like, oh, wow, food really can do all these different things to your body, right? So when I changed my diet, I got rid of migraines, I got rid of skin conditions, I got rid of bloat and gas, and I was like, this is amazing. This is awesome. I really want to teach nutrition. Um, And that was great. And then I started learning about stress and how stress has an impact on our lives. And the family part of that story is that my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer at 50 years old. So I'd always been interested to see how hormones and breast cancer were related. Um, And so I kind of started studying hormones a little bit. And what was pretty cool is that my fitness manager is actually Jen Maleka, who is a big leader in the FDN world. And she and I started the FDN course kind of about the same time because we were both experimenting and wanting to learn more. And so I really started to learn more about hormones. And so yes, diet was awesome and exercise was awesome and those were really great components, but stress and hormones were this other huge piece of the puzzle. And so here I am just getting smarter and smarter thinking, okay, I've figured it out. I'm learning how to maintain my weight. I don't have migraines. I don't have digestive distress. Um, Everything's great. I'm managing my stress. And then my ovaries decided it was time to retire. So then I went through about six to eight years of figuring out perimenopause and the struggles that come along with that. So (laughs) I now specialize in helping women with their hormones and their gut health and all of the healthy lifestyle that goes along with that. So it's an ongoing journey, but that's that's a little bit of my health history there. Awesome. Well, that definitely gives us a lot to work with. That's for sure. I know we had <laughs> talked about before um, that you were, I, I think this is cool because so many of us in the health space have like dreams of living out 
uh, you know, on some ranch in the Northwest, right? That's like perfect for us. And I know that you said that you were in Montana, but it's even cooler that you were born there just because if I'm not mistaken, it's only like a million people there. Statistically, it's not probable that you're born there, right? (laughs) Totally. Um, So very, very cool. I definitely, I've been told by many friends and even family that have ventured out there that, you know, they don't want me going out there because I'm not going to come back. Um, (laughs) I'm from the the Northeast, so I don't have any plans anytime soon, but I'd love to go experience that. And then um, in terms of the stuff with the perimenopause, forgive my ignorance here because, you know, I do obviously know a lot about health stuff. That's why I'm here. I went through FDN myself, but I think just because of the nature of who I would personally talk to or the things that I work with on, again, a personal basis, that's just never really part of the conversation. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, should you be doing six plus years of not so fun, like perimenopause, or is that like way too long? I feel like that's not normal. Is that correct? Well, here's here's the really interesting thing is that, yeah, we haven't up until this point in the game, women have really been underserved. We haven't gotten the information about how our bodies work, how our hormones work, what our menstrual cycle is supposed to look like. Right. So we don't even know what's happening with that really intricate system. And instead, we stress ourselves out. We do all of these crazy things. And then when these slight shifts start to happen in perimenopause. And the reality is the shifts in hormones start to take place mid to late thirties. So women are actually entering perimenopause in their late thirties and it can last up to 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm learning (laughs) something new for sure. I guess then probably the key point is I'm assuming, but correct me if I'm wrong, that you might be under the belief that this should maybe not be the hell that it is for most women in the way that they describe it, right? Like, shouldn't this be more of probably a natural transition? 100%. Now it is, I mean, it is a transition and it is a bit chaotic, but what I like to tell people is that, you know, when you go to a roller coaster, like has ever been on, but you've been on Space Mountain, right? It's a roller coaster in the dark, right? And so you get on the ride and you're like, you, you can't see the twists and turns. It's really hard. You're getting yanked around. You don't know what's going on. And it's really stressful. But if you go on a roller coaster where you can see what's happening or you understand that a big twist and turns coming, you can throw your hands up and learn to enjoy it. And that's that's how I like to think of perimenopause. It's a little bit of a roller coaster. But if you understand it and understand how your lifestyle can make that roller coaster a little more smooth, that's a game changer. I like that analogy. And you know what? Some people hate roller coasters regardless. So maybe (laughs) (laughs) I'm just messing around. Now, um, what I am interested in is because we kind of I understand the transition that you described, but I always like to focus in a little more just to see if there's something a little deeper there, because to me, what is fascinating is that. I have met extremely intelligent people on both the, let's call it the Western side or functional side, and not that these have to be opposing forces. We always stress here that these actually should be working synergistically, right? We we want a relationship um, with Western, but I've seen people that are so intelligent and so educated and so sick, and all they do is go all the way until, you know, either they're very disabled or unfortunately they no longer have a life on the Western side. So it's fascinating to me the way you describe your story of like, Hey, you know, I mean, clearly you had symptoms that were not fun, but you're not sitting here acting like you had the worst disease in the world or whatever. And yet you still are open to more holistic or natural side of things. I mean, was there a curiosity there? Did you have someone in your family that was already into this? And if I missed it, I apologize, but I'm always just curious what that first step is to transition that paradigm for people. Yeah, you know, it actually was my mom. She got diagnosed with breast cancer at age 50. And at that time, time, that was 20 years ago. At that time, the breast cancer treatments were pretty radical and pretty awful. And um, people weren't looking for second opinions or holistic approaches. And so she did all of the things that were recommended. And granted, she was 100% cancer free. But the radical, horrible treatment that she went through ruined her heart and lungs. So from that day forward, she had congestive heart and lung failure. So, yeah, so she was always looking for alternative ways to support her health because, yes, she was cancer free. Thank you. That was wonderful. But those same medications and treatments that got rid of her cancer also damaged her heart to the point that she would never recover, never function well. And so she was always looking to nutrition and herbs and different approaches. So that's kind of where I got tuned into that. 
Very cool. And I appreciate the extra detail there because I knew that you had mentioned the breast cancer part. But yeah, yeah. it's just so important to me because what I really want to do, especially with these types of shows, is provide that for people. You know, I, I want to help them transition that paradigm. And certainly, I mean, maybe they're more interested in it than not if we're already doing this. But I mean, you know that we need to go like global with this if we want to get to where we all want the world to be. And I cannot tell you how often it's nothing more than a hunch or like a family member that was already into it that gets people into this space. Um, so, you know, what? I guess the next best thing is just more and more people coming on here, educated people and sharing their stories, right? Because that's really yeah. what quote unquote, sells, for lack of a better word, someone on the idea than anything else, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So I know that Jen Maleka is definitely a part of FDN. And if you're listening and you are a part of FDN, you really can't miss Jen. She was the person that actually got me involved. Now, when you said that you started like, I guess, either collaborating or just getting in her network in some way, was she the transition when you said you're learning about the hormones? Like, was she your transition into FDN? Um, A little bit. So crazy enough, I lived in San Diego for 10 years. And that's where I met Jen. She was my fitness fitness manager at 24 hour fitness. So she was my boss. And she um, I always thought she was so awesome. And she was like a fitness competitor at the time. And she was a great manager. And she was always keeping us going and, and encouraging us to do more. And then I left and moved back to Montana. And we kind of lost track for a little while. But we were still both really interested in that health sphere. And just interestingly enough, we were both researching FDN, not knowing it. And then we reconnect and she's like, yes, I'm doing the course now. And I was like, okay, well then I'm going to do it too. (laughs) And so it's been really fun to have, you know, reconnect with her on that different level and to have that same story as we came from that gym mentality where you go to the gym to get healthier. That's what we've sold. That's what we've sold America for the last couple of decades. If you want to get healthy, go to the gym. Right. And they, and we, and we kick your butt and we make you sweat and we make you sore. And then we tell you to cut your calories and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. (laughs) And so it was really interesting that we both have that background and then have taken that in a totally different direction. Awesome. And yet, no, I, okay. So that's cool. I didn't realize that you're working under her in San Diego. That makes more sense. Cause like, how did you get connected in Montana? You know, yeah. um, San Diego, that's exactly where I found her. I only lived there for about four or five months, but I was going to health meetups and it's only a matter of time before you run into some FDN yep, if you're going to totally. go do those in San Diego. <laughs> so, um, well, when did you graduate then? I mean, I'm guessing several years ago for sure, right? 2013. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when you were going through the FDN course and I know the labs would have looked slightly different back mm-hmm. then than what they do now, and that's okay. I'm always just interested, though, what were some of the things that you found on the labs that you were like either totally surprised by or just it was brand new information to you? You would have never thought about this being part of your health story before. Well, I would say, you know, um, from my family standpoint, all of the girls in my family well had really bad PMS and all these things and these estrogen symptoms that I didn't really know were estrogen related symptoms. But when I went through FDN and started learning about how critical stress, like how that piece of the puzzle really needs to be managed. Um, yeah. And we did saliva testing when I went through the course. And I like to tell people about this because like in your result, your total cortisol for the day on a saliva test was something like it had to be between 25 and 42, I think, was kind of in that range. Mine was 189. 189. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So nowhere near the range. And then as I'm learning this, I'm like, whoa, what do you mean? My stress can affect my estrogen and progesterone. And that's why my PMS is worse. And that's why I'm having digestive issues. And I was like, wow, you know, because I really came from that type A, get it done, sleep when you're dead, it's all good, take on all the things, you can do it, you're smart, get it done kind of mentality. And when I first went through the course, I'm like, okay, something has to change. That's awesome. I mean, well, not awesome about the results, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, awesome to just have that switch in the way of looking at things because I wouldn't say it's universal, but I I feel like the type A very driven personality is like kind of overrepresented in FDN. I don't know if you've Do you kind of get what I'm saying with other practitioners? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, we end up finding this and it's such a shock to the system for all of us. And it's a humbling experience because it's like, yeah, you know, I I can't just go 
do whatever I want all the time. There's a practical and responsible way to do this. And for me, I was in the opposite boat. You know, I was 21 going through the course. My hormones were already tanked. I was in the borderline of exhaustive phase, just switching over into that at 21. And, you know, I think seeing the lab results, because I've always heard, you know, back and forth with these, like some people are like, well, you shouldn't put things in people's heads with lab results. I think our practitioners and clients have the exact opposite experience. This is so validating for people like us who either one, need some objective data, because otherwise we're never going to stop. Or two, we've been experiencing odd symptoms and don't understand. And actually to have that on the paperwork, Truly, I mean this without being like exaggerating. That was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I was like, all right, this is something to work on, you know? Yeah. Well, that was me too. I was like, no, I literally am stressed out. Like, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) My cortisol levels are off the charts. No Mm -hmm. wonder I'm struggling with weight and with hormone imbalance and headaches and feeling fatigued all the time. Like, this is legit. Like, there it is in black and white. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think we need to always rely on a blood test to tell us that or a or lab test. However, when you can look at that and say, yeah, this is what your body is telling you, it's a lot easier to kind of, yep, you have to slow down. Correct. And what do you think were some of the biggest things? Because, I mean, there's many factors of the FDN program that are still true to this day because certain principles are just timeless. Like what were the biggest things that helped you get that down? Because it's actually even when we're talking to people with FDN Thrive, I mean, it is more off like 90% of the time, these people are in a compensatory phase, which for those that don't know is like your cortisol and stuff might appear normal, trending low and exhaust of being truly low. I mean, it's very rare actually that someone's super high, at least from what I've seen. And yeah. I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of these tests. So, I mean, what was the process to get this down? Because that number was like, what, double or two and a half times oh. over the reference range? Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> So what I always thought was interesting, and this is, you know, having that whole journey through the fitness and then going into wellness coaching and then going into FDN, it still comes down to the basics. So what I always thought was really fascinating is that what we put in our mouth every day can cause stress or not cause stress, right? So cleaning up your your diet choices is so incredibly powerful. So that was a really big eye opener that, no, if I want to lower my stress on every level, I can't quit my job yet. You know, I can't, those big things you can't always do, but I can control my sleep. I can control what I'm eating. I control my movement. I can add in more restorative exercise. I can do a few more, you know, investigative type things to get a little more clear. And that's what was just really fun is like looking at places that I could reduce stress. Cause it's not always the mental, emotional stress. That's the big, you know, killer. It's those little teeny things that are underlying chronically that add up over time. Right. And I think the work thing is so underestimated. It's very unfortunate. And most people are going to do that for, you know, 40 hours a week for 40 years. And let's be honest, who works 40 hours a week anymore? Um, right. That's kind of a, a dream that we just don't have anymore. Right? So, um, you know, and if we don't like what we're doing, I mean, that alone, in my opinion, you give that enough time, that could ruin someone's health, right? Then you add in oh, all these other factors. Yes. I mean, no wonder you have this high cortisol and the other things yeah. going on. That, yeah, that's the thing. And people take for granted that you should enjoy what you do on a daily basis. And if you are not, that's a stress. That's a stress every single day, even though it's not the car wreck or it's not somebody died in the family. That is a stress that's happening in your body every single day if you are not happy with your life circumstances. Right. I think people are sometimes surprised in the FDN coaching where like there's been um, my now girlfriend being one of them. You know, we were talking when we first got our results back and, you know, they're expecting these, the supplements or or whatever. Right. And I'm like, how the heck can you get out of what you're doing right now? And like, that was a serious question. She ended up doing it. I mean, it took her like six, seven months, but she's like, you know what? You're right. Like this, I cannot do this for 50 more years. Um, And she had never really thought about that. And most of us don't, you know, until someone comes along and says, this isn't working. Like I can give you all the supplements. I can tell you to eat better. That's killing you. Um, and so I think that's a really cool point to kind of focus on because again, guys, we, we get really fancy with the lab tests. Sometimes we get fancy with the supplements if we need to, if that's truly beneficial yeah, to right. the person, but if you don't get the basics done, I mean, forget about it. No, it's so true. I mean, and that's from being a personal trainer. And I also was in the food industry for a long time. And I always liked the breakfast shift or the late night shift. So I like literally for 20 years of my life, I was at work at 5am at work. Mm. So I mean, that means I'm up at 
3.45 or 4 in the morning over the course of two, you know, two decades. And then as you get older, you definitely need more sleep. So now I'm going to bed at 8 o'clock at night, which is great. I'm getting my sleep. But now I have zero social time, zero time for free, you know, anything fun because I'm, you know, a slave to that schedule. So that's, you know, now people say, well, hey, and I'm like, nope, sorry. Nope, I get up at the sunrise now. And it's taken me two and a half decades to figure that out. But I, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's a game changer for me to be able to set my own schedule and work with my own body rhythms. And I'm so much more productive and happy. Right. And pe- well, yeah, that's another big one, too, that I probably haven't highlighted enough on this show. This is always the funniest thing to FDNs, not literally funny, but more ironic. When I was out there in San Diego, like I'm a young kid, you know, I had no yeah. money. I had always felt like crap. I could never <laughs> hold a job because I just get so <laughs> exhausted. And I literally was so motivated to go there that my plan, because I couldn't afford it, was that I did. Have you guys, well, have you ever heard of uh, Postmates, like that delivery service? Yeah. Okay. So that was like newer at the time. And basically what I would do because they paid you one and a half times was go out from about four or five in the afternoon until three or four in the morning and do that seven days a week, including the weekends, which was a little later because you made even more money. And then I was going to these health meetups during the day, like an (laughs) idiot. And then I'm going through the FDN course after I met Jen. I'm like, oh, (laughs) right. Like, okay. (laughs) All right. So one of the things that we talked about in your bio in the beginning is that you help, you know, support women's hormones through a few things, which is like optimizing digestion and doing things with detox. So I kind of want to break those down because I I think it'd just be fun. We haven't talked a lot about those concepts on the show, surprisingly. So one, I mean, let's just connect the digestion uh, digestion, story to hormones because so many people listening to this, you know, they might not even understand how those are connected. So let's start there. Like, why does digestion need to be optimized to have my hormones healthy? Well, here's the deal. I have a master's degree in holistic nutrition and the digestive system blew my mind, blew my mind. Like we just do not we should learn about our digestive system so much more in our youth and in our teenage years because it's it's critical to our overall health. But that's how we interface with the outside world. That's how when we eat food, that's how we break it down and get into our bodies. So for so many women, they're struggling with you know infertility issues or PMS issues. Guess what? You need certain nutrients in order for those functions to happen correctly. And the only way to get those nutrients is through food And the only way for the food to turn into nutrients is to have a digestive system that works. (laughs) So that's just number one. So we have to really learn how to optimize digestion by chewing our food, sitting down to eat, you know, eating not distracted, sitting at a table so that we can create this environment where the food we put in actually gets broken down, absorbed, and then goes off to do all the good things. So that's one part. Now, another part of our hormones is that we produce hormones, they cruise around the body, they do all kinds of cool things, and then they're supposed to then leave the body. That's the the game plan. Produce them, use them, get rid of them. And the only way we can get rid of them is if we're having a bowel movement every day, which is part of our digestive system. So regular bowel movements is how we get rid of excess hormones. If we're not pooping every day, we're reabsorbing hormones and causing this disruption in our hormone balance. It's really crazy. I have so many women that come in, they're like, I need my hormones balanced. I'm like, do you poop? Uh, no. Well, let's start there. <laughs> That's always the most fun about the yeah. functional work is like, you're making a connection that they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, um, talk about poop. <laughs> You had, you know, quickly mentioned some things about chewing your food and actually sitting down and it sounds like, you know, being present with the meal. What are some other things that we're doing in today's world that makes everyone's digestion suboptimal? Because I would say it's that and sleep that universally, it depends on how I pose the question. Um, But if those questions are posed to an audience of like, do you feel your sleep or digestion are as good as they can be? No one raises their hand, no matter how big the audience is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, So what are some of the things that are going on in today's world that's causing that? Well, the stress piece, we just have so much going on. We're constantly bombarded with messages, with our phones, with our computers, with, you know, there's just noise. If we, you know, let's just call it noise. We're constantly surrounded by noise. So we're constantly in this, in this stress state, this fight or flight mode. 
And the problem with that is that digestion takes place when you're in a rested state. So you really need to be calmed down for that whole system to work properly. So if you're eating on the go, if you're eating in the car, if you're gulping down your food because you only have two minutes before you get out the door, you haven't even set the stage for your system to work correctly. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that we've got in this fast paced society that we have, we want our food quick. We want our food quick. So we want prepared food. We want fast food. We want restaurant food. We don't spend enough time in the kitchen. We don't get to know our food. We don't grow our own food. We, our connection with food has been totally changed. And that when we lose that relationship with food, our digestion suffers that way as well. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, it's so simple. It should be so simple, right? And yeah. it, or I guess fundamental is the better word. And we all just miss it. I still feel like I can do better in those areas sometimes, right? Because I like yeah. being that type A person who now manages their health. And right. um, it, it doesn't mean that I'm exempt from doing some of these other things as well. Now, yeah. I have an interesting question for you that's kind of specific. And it's something that, you know, I wouldn't say I, I specialize in digestion by any means. It's just one of many things that I, I know enough about to support people with. Yeah. And what I'm curious of, I've heard some people make an argument that in today's world, specifically in today's world, that perhaps using an even like lower dosage uh, digestive enzyme for the majority of our lives might be the answer. Like, do you think that is necessary because of just everything that we're going through? Or should the person be able to work up to a spot where they no longer need those things? I would say you should be able to work up to a spot where you don't need those things, but I need those things. So, <laughs> so yeah, I it just, we have, we just don't sit down and make eating a real experience anymore. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't say it enough. We just don't slow down enough to have that system work. We don't eat enough organic food that we grew ourselves, that we have a relationship with the farmer, you know, that really changes the way our digestive system works. And when we sit down, I always compare it to going to that really expensive restaurant where you, the plate comes out and it's like, oh, I got four bites, right? And so when you sp spend a hundred dollars on a four bite plate, you chew it really slowly and you savor it and you sit there and I think your body has time to create those enzymes and those hydrochloric acid production. All of that happens when you're in that nice, relaxed, you know, mode. Um, but for most of us, we have, we've just stressed ourselves out over time and our body is disrupted. And so, yeah, for most of us, I think digestive enzymes is a, is a, is a health aid that really is beneficial for a lot of us. But no, in a perfect world, you shouldn't need those. Okay. All right. Very interesting. And that is one of those things, you know, because I always getting into this space, I mean, my whole goal was yeah. like, all right, let's get as healthy as possible without using yeah. anything. But yeah. to this day, I mean, that is my longest standing supplement. The others are voluntary because yeah. I'm a nerd and I love doing this stuff. And, you know, I got a whole pharmacy in my, uh, you know, cupboard, yeah. um, but in my multiple cupboards, excuse me, because, you know, one's not yeah, enough. for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with the digestive stuff, I'm just like, you know what? I feel like my body, for whatever reason, it, whether it's pollutants, whether it's the non-native EMFs, and I'm not going tinfoil yeah. hat. I mean, we do know that this has some effect on the body now, especially the stronger stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, I wonder if my body is just in that chronic stress state on a low grade, even doing all this stuff right. And yeah. the first thing that's going to go in that chronic stress state is my digestive function. You know what? If that's the worst thing I got to do in today's world, and I'm lucky enough to be able to otherwise restore my health... I'm okay with that. You, you know, totally. I'm that I've yeah. accepted. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing too, that there is, you know, that's the other reason that we really need to stay as young as possible for as long as possible. Right. I mean, we're all going to age, but how we age is a choice. We can, you know, make different lifestyle choices that keep us healthy for as long as possible. But with the natural aging process, we do our hydrogen, you know, our hydrogen, our um, hydrochloric acid production does go down with age. That's like just a proven fact. We, some of those things kind of go down with age. So yeah, supplementing is important. And understanding that that's a reality helps. That is, okay. The hydrochloric acid concept is so interesting because I've, you know, obviously heard that that goes down pretty significantly yeah. um, with age. And so does like, not to go off track, but melatonin yeah. production. Yeah. So it has begged the question to me. I'm like, well, what 
because the body has a plan and I understand that. Yeah. But clearly we are moving towards, you know, let's just call it what it is, yeah. not being here anymore. So I'm like, I wonder like, what does a little microdose, I'm not even talking three, four milligrams. I'm talking, you know, 100, 200 micrograms of melatonin and a little bit of HCL. Like what would that do if someone started taking that 45, 50 years old and just said, you know, I'm going to do that for the next hopefully 30, 40 years. I, I wonder um, what that would do. And eventually I will be a case study for that, I promise. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, and that's the thing too, even when we're talking about women's health and hormones, yeah, like when we, hormone production is supposed to go down as a female, that's the game plan. But the problem is even, even 50 years ago, women didn't live to 70, 80, 90 years old. So there wasn't really a game plan. Their hormones went away and then they died. Right. Yeah. And so we're just learning how to like that transition. That's for all of us. We have to learn how to be healthy in the second stage of life. And it's different than the first half. It's different. You're a different person, you know? Yeah. Oh, I hate thinking about that. I'm still in my twenties. I'm like, I know. you know, you, you just feel like <laughs> invincible forever. And <laughs> totally rock it while you can. You yeah. <laughs> well, especially because mine's been like reversed because I felt so crappy as a kid that yeah. like I feel better at, you know, 25 than I did at 15. I mean, not even kidding. Like That's it's amazing. black and white. Um, so hopefully I can continue that trend. We'll see. Okay. All right. <laughs> With I have the- faith. <laughs> yes. With the detoxification side of things, I mean, I, I know, I mean, probably many of our listeners do know that digestion is clearly a huge part of detox, but is there something more when you put that in your bio for the hormone side of things? Like, are we talking metals? Are we talking liver? Like, what does detoxification really mean to you? So my second favorite organ I love to talk about, the liver. So we all know we have this liver, but do we really know what it does? So I love telling everybody, the liver has over 500 functions. Not one, not two, 500. It's that busy all day long. It's so important that if some of it's removed, it regenerates itself. The liver is this massive, amazing organ that helps us metabolize fat, that helps us detox toxins, that helps us get rid of hormones. Like it's super important. And we just live in a world where we're constantly bombarded with toxins. Um, And if you take that, you know, Eastern philosophy approach to our emotions have to be detoxed through our liver. Like our liver really gets a lot of, has to do a lot of work on a day-to-day basis. And so when we are tired, when we are, have headaches and things like that, a lot of times it's because the liver is overburdened. So my goal is to always teach people how to reduce the toxin burden and then just how to support the liver on a daily basis. I'm not talking about doing crazy cleanses or those kind of things, although I do run, you know, 30-day programs here and there, but it's really about how can you reduce that overall toxic load and support that organ so that you have energy and that you have clear skin and that you can detox your hormones because that's a really big deal when you're looking at hormone balance. I love that you mentioned the skin with the liver because, again, it's something that the untrained person is not going to understand the connection with. I remember um, I took a supplement by Thorne for a while. I think it was called like liver detox or liver cleanse. And sure enough, that was always something that I don't need it anymore, thankfully. But I would have like a few breakouts here and there. And that was always the thing that after like a week and I kept taking it, that would get those last few to go away. And it's just such an interesting phenomenon to be like, all right, this liver supplement is clearly the thing (laughs) that is getting my skin to clear up. I mean, what a, it's just cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, especially if you're not pooping, right. If you're not Mm -hmm. getting the toxins out of your body, you're, you're, the skin tries to get it out of the body, right? We have these detox organs that aren't just the liver or the colon's one of your detox organs, the skin's one of your detox organs. And so if we're not supporting the liver and having those bowel movements, you're going to have skin eruptions. You're going to have rashes and little breakouts and these little random things that aren't really tied to anything specific other than, you know, stress on the liver. Sure. All right. So what are, because, you know, we're talking about it, we got to give them something. What is a, a simple thing that, you know, just about anyone could take home in terms of supporting their digestion? And then what's something that anyone could take home to maybe support lowering their toxic load, which obviously does by definition detox you? Okay. So for digestion, sit down and chew your food. That's the very basic thing you should always be doing. When we talk about stress management, I always encourage clients and my friends and family, make your meal times your relaxing times. 
Like give yourself that 15 to 30 minutes to do nothing else but enjoy a healthy meal. When you sit down, chew your food and enjoy that, you're going to have better digestion. That's number one. Um, and then the enzymes, always another, another, another little thing you can add in there just to help your digestive process. As far as reducing toxic burden, simple thing, just start switching out your skincare products and your household products one by one. Not all at the same time, that's overwhelming. But pick something that you can upgrade. Maybe it's you switch to glass containers over plastic. Maybe you find some new skincare lotions or household cleaners. That's major. We get exposed to those every day and that's a simple choice, right? And then drinking water, support that liver in, in detoxing and flushing things out. Cause once it detoxes things, it has to be able to move it out of the body. So staying hydrated supports both systems. Very cool. And you know, easy enough stuff and don't underestimate it. I mean, do all these things for just even two to three weeks straight yeah. consistently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty noticeable stuff. <laughs> the basics always work the best. They are the most significant um, movers of the needle, if you will. Yeah. And all right, this is one of my, um, I like this part of the podcast, probably one of the best because it is always interesting to hear, you know, the health challenges we as practitioners have overcome. Um, clearly, we love this stuff, though. But, you know, there's people out there that they are the accountant or they're the businessman or woman. And, you know, they got other things going on and they need to know that they don't have to have um, what sounds like a PhD in this stuff to really get it and apply it. So I'd right. love to talk about since especially since you've been working with people so long. Do you just have like one or two client testimonials that really stick out? And what I'm talking about are those people that maybe they're at the end of their rope. They finally say, you know, I'm going to give this uh, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner a try. And bam, this is the thing that does it for them. Yeah. So I have a couple different ones from a couple different angles. Um, like I say, I always like to focus on the basics because a lot of people are like, you know, I don't really feel like I want to do all the testing, or maybe it's a big expense. So we start with the basics. Let's clean up your diet. Let's get you sleeping. Let's do some of those things. So I had um, this one woman and she did it. She cleaned up her diet. She was doing everything right. She removed gluten. She removed dairy. She's like, Lady, I, I feel really good, but I'm still kind of having this bloat. And so I said, you know, let's really, maybe we should investigate some food sensitivities. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm ready. But she wasn't ready you know, two months earlier, she committed to all the lifestyle stuff that she could basically do at no expense and, and got really close. We did the food sensitivity and she was sensitive to sweet potatoes. And she had been buying the big sweet potato pack from Costco, making sweet potato fries, sweet potato hash browns, all of these things. And that was life changing. She found one food that's a healthy food that was causing stress in her body and keeping her from feeling her best. So that was pretty cool. Um, other success stories really have to do with hormones and understanding the stress. So one of my recent um, clients, she came to me and had been diagnosed with PCOS, but didn't really have a lot of coaching or good you know, what do I do next? So we ran a Dutch test and we looked at her hormones and we looked at the way she was metabolizing those hormones. And so we definitely did some supplement support. And then we really focused on the basics. We really focused on lifestyle, getting the sleep, reducing her stress. And sure enough, she actually got that progesterone production up and got pregnant within the year and had her first baby. So that was pretty darn cool. Nice. <laughs> it's I, I got to go back one time and count because of the released episodes. And by the time this is released, you know, this might be in the 30s. It's definitely going to be the late 20s um, for the episode number. But probably 30 to 40 percent of the time, the stories when I ask about like client testimonials involve, you know, someone previously not being able to get pregnant or, you know, whatever, yeah. being able to experience that. That's big. I mean, yes, you know, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I, I always mean it in the right way. I never would want to upset anyone with this, but you know, I'm a definitely a spiritual person. I believe that there's yeah. many aspects of our lives here, but from a biological perspective, we're really only here to do a couple things and, yeah. you know, producing a child is one of them. So when either the man, woman, or both can't do that, to me, it's like that's a really big sign that, you know, something's not going right in the body because that it's like, 
again, from a biological perspective, that is basically your sole purpose. That is the number one thing you're supposed to be doing. And so again, I, I know that's a very sensitive topic for people. I certainly don't say that to upset anyone, but actually to encourage you um, to yeah. think about it a little differently and to know that there's hope out there because all the time on this podcast, we have people who they're not playing doctor. They're not treating for infertility or something. No. Listen to what Lainey just said. She's doing the basics, getting things addressed. And all of a sudden, when the body's not under that chronic stress, it says, oh, wait, this is a good time to actually have a baby, you know, because I'm not freaking out all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, what a concept, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, that's, it's really interesting. The other thing I want to point out, especially for women, and I appreciate it, it is a sensitive subject for a lot of women. If you're in that situation, do your research, seek out that practitioner. There are people that want to support you. And the other thing is, I said it earlier in this interview, is that women have been underserved for a very long time, and they haven't really gotten that education to understand how their menstrual cycle works, how the hormones work, and how their lifestyle is so critical to making sure that system works. But that's also the good news, is that lifestyle can support that system and make it work better again. It, absolutely, absolutely. And it's a shame too, because you know you brought that up now twice. And the thing with women is like, they also are typically, from what I've seen, overrepresented with a lot of diseases. I, correct me yes. if I'm wrong, I don't know if you know this, like, aren't women seven times more likely to deal with an autoimmune disease or something like yeah. that? Yeah, it's okay. crazy, yep. Wow. <laughs> Um, the good news is the only good news with the infertility thing for people is that if you go to an infertility clinic, you're already going to spend a ungodly amount of money. And yes, functional medicine, because you know, and there's a lot of reasons for this, but insurance doesn't necessarily cover this yet. So again, you you can use your own head to figure out why that is. Um, I'm not making any statements about that. Just throwing something out there. I mean, this clearly works. So it's interesting that it's not covered. Uh, But certainly you will not spend anywhere near as much as you will doing those things. So I mean, that is one of the best routes that someone could take to support that. You know, it's at least worth giving it a shot first. Um, So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. And then Evan, the other thing that's really great about the FDN approach is that we take the whole body approach, right? So when Mm -hmm. you come to us with one issue, one or two main issues, we don't just look at those two issues. We look at everything. And I think that's the thing that gets so frustrating for people is that they go to a practitioner and say, oh, I'm struggling with this, and they help them with that. But then they didn't address this, and then something else creeps up. So my goal is always, like I tell people, I want to put the puzzle pieces together. So I want as much background, as much information. We're going to talk about your bowel habits. We're going to talk about your sleep, because it really is that whole body, whole lifestyle approach. And that's what FDN does that's so different and so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. We still keep the, you know, functional part of functional healthcare because what I've seen now and, you know, it's really a shame. You got a bunch of natural practitioners out there, which who, I mean, God bless them. They mean well, but all they're doing is Western allopathy with natural supplements. and. I mean, certainly I'm someone who, uh, one of my main complaints was like anxiety before. If you can find me a supplement that works just as well as a Xanax without as much side effects, I mean, fantastic. Clearly, I think even Western medicine would agree that's a step up, right? Like, awesome. But why does Evan have anxiety? (laughs) That's, yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, this has been super fun. I want to ask two more quick things. One is simply where can people find you? Um, and also maybe describe like, because you already kind of said it, but just as a reminder, who's like your ideal person where they come to you, give this description and you're like, yes, this is the exact type of individual I like to work with. I work with women who are definitely motivated to understand their body, balance their hormones and do it through healthy lifestyle change. So if you have gut health issues and you have hormone issues Literally, I work a lot with 30, 40, 50 year old women, but I also have a lot of women in their 20s who are really wanting to understand their body. So I work with those women too, because it's really about understanding the body and putting those practices into use before we get to those different transition phases. But I help women through transition as well. That was a really broad topic, but that's what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And my website is www dot graystarhealth.com gray as in my last name g-r-a-y and of course that'll be in the show notes as always my friends all right here is our last question and it's a simple one but um it's one that i I love collecting answers for because it just reminds people that because it's always the basics that people answer with and that is the most important 
my question for you, Lainey, is if you had a magic wand and you could get everyone in this world to either do one thing for their health or not do one thing to support their health, what is that thing that you would either get everyone to do or maybe get them to stop doing? I would get everyone to go to bed early and sleep for eight to nine hours. <laughs> Simple as that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We, we overlook the power of sleep and rest and restoration. And that's where the magic happens for any part of our health. We're up in the day doing all the things, but the magic really happens when we shut everything down and let the body reset. And too many of us think that sleep is like this non thing that we don't really need it, but it's super, super powerful and it's really easy. So like, it's the one thing that I never skimp on ever. Ever. I'm whenever even at family reunions, I'm the first one to go to bed because I'm like, nope, I feel better when I sleep better, you know, and it's just it's something that's so simple that people overlook it. But it's something that's so powerful. Well, 26 episodes in and still we rarely hear repeats with that question of what is the number one thing that people would get everyone else to do. But sleep is something that's come up more often than not. Something I'm huge on. I'm really big on optimizing our circadian rhythm and getting the right light in. We're going to have to do a podcast on that pretty soon. Would that be fun? Let me know. You can always send us a message over on Anchor. It's anchor.fm slash fdn thrive and you can actually send us a voice message in so you can always share your stories testimonials or any questions that you have if you give permission um, i'll use your voice on the podcast itself so again that is anchor.fm slash fdn thrive and i'd like to thank you by the way for listening to another episode of the fdn thrive podcast as always i'm your host evan transu aka health coach ev and we've been talking to laney gray i will be back with you guys soon if you could please be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts you all have been doing great over there we've really been appreciating that it allows more people to hear this information and know that it exists and of course if you're interested in working with us and talking to us more you can go right to fdnthrive.com. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to the FDN Thrive Podcast. If you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues, our team can help. Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to fdnthrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's fdnthrive.com.